from dangerous weapons to counterfeit medicines to fake luxury items, stopping illegal commerce at the nation's borders is mainly the job of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. But it is a complicated one, and CBP thinks it can do it better by enlisting the expertise of other federal agencies. The new Global Trade Task Force is enlisting help from other DHS components and throughout government. It just finished its first operation in Detroit, where officials seized more than a million dollars in illicit goods. Christopher Perry is CBP's Director of Field Operations. He talked with me about how the task force works. We partnered with a number of DHS agencies, primarily you know, HSI Homeland Security Investigations, to have a DHS-led task force called the Global Trade Task Force. And what's new about it is that it also enables us to partner with um, other non-DHS agencies at the federal uh, level and the uh, you know, state and local level. So we're able to you know, uh, leverage all the unique capabilities, experiences, and equipment uh, to you know, better you know, protect the, the health and safety you know, uh, trade and uh, counter-proliferation missions that we have. I don't know if you've got a list of those agencies at your fingertips, but give us a flavor of, of what non-DHS components are involved here. Yeah, sure. So we're, we're working with uh, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Food, Food and Drug Administration, you know, elements of the Department of Commerce, and then uh, some of our, our, our local uh, you know, uh, police departments. And, and what, what types of illegal activities are you, are you targeting specifically here? Yeah, we're looking primarily in three you know, um, areas. You know, um, health and safety is one of the broad categories, and we're looking here for, you know, uh, you know counterfeit, substandard, you know, or, or tainted, you know, you know, merchandise with an emphasis on goods that are going to pose, you know, a, a threat to the public health and safety. Could be in, you know, areas like pharmaceuticals, you know, uh, you know, cosmetics, automotive, aerospace, rail, like in heavy industrial products. Um, the second broad category is, is trade-related crime. So these would be financially motivated, you know, you know fraudulent activities to get harm business and intellectual property rights holders. And, you know, the last category is the, are, you know, the counter-proliferation mission. So we're looking at illegal exports to the United States of maybe military products, sensitive uh, dual-use technologies, uh, weapons of mass destruction, you know, or any type of, you know, chemical, biological, radiological, or nuclear materials. And in that case, it's probably bi-directional, right? Because you're also looking for trade-controlled components that are not supposed to be leaving the United States, I think, right? That's correct. Yeah, we're looking at, uh, you know, what's coming into the country and also, you know, using our authorities, uh, you know, in, in the outbound environment to, you know, screen what you know, could be leaving the country. And was, was this new task force approach prompted by any kind of, you know, upsurge in illegal commerce that you guys have noticed, or, or what, what's really the driving force here? Now, the, uh, the driving force, you know, for us was really, we, we wanted to, you know, certainly, you know, uh, you know, un- undertake, you know, our, our responsibilities in a way that would enable us to, you know, be the, the, the most effective as we as we, we possibly can with the, the limited resources that we have. So by partnering with all these, you know, the other entities that have unique capabilities and um, you know, authorities enabled us to do, you know, uh, we, we feel a, a better, more uh, you know, thorough job. And is CBP itself putting more resources against this problem, or is it just a matter of combining resources in different ways? I, I think it's a function of both. I mean, we are certainly, you know, like in the, in the case of this task force, combining resources from various entities in different ways. But, you know, certainly, you know, CBP is devoting resources to, you know, areas that pose the greatest, you know, risk and threat to, 
you know, uh, public health and safety, you know, uh, you know, our, our, our traditional missions of, you know, preventing terrorism and, uh, you know, uh, narcotics importations. And you guys just had your first major operation under this task force, I think, called Operation Alliance. G- give us a sense of what agents, officers, other agency partners actually do during one of these operations. Sure. In the case of, you know, uh, the, the first operation we ran, Operation Alliance, was back, uh, you know, in late February, you know, early March. You know, our focus was primarily on, um, you know, uh, the express you know, carrier, U.S. mail, you know, uh, Canadian mail, and then the outbound rail environments. So, like I said earlier, you know, we're, we're taking each entity's unique you know, capabilities and authorities, and we're um, you know you know, force multiplying to better you know, screen target and interdict your fraudulent activity within you know those uh, environments. And any you know key lessons learned yet from the first operation that that might lead you to tailor it, use it in other parts of the country. Yeah, I mean, we certainly, um, you know, we were very successful in this, uh, you know, in, in this operation. And, and there's always lessons learned. You know, we've met with our partners after that to identify, you know, ways that we can continue to uh, improve on the results. And, uh, you know, at the same time, we've had a lot of interest from other, you know, locations in the country that, uh, you know, seem to have an interest in, you know, uh, using a similar you know, strategy and method. I'm curious what tends to happen after you've, you know, identified illicit stuff in the commerce stream. I mean, it's obviously a good thing to take take that that kind of thing out of the commerce stream, but how difficult is it then to identify the original source and then take some kind of punitive action, whether it's arrests or fines or sanctions or whatever? Yeah, I mean that's certainly that you know, something that um, you know is difficult, and that's where you know uh, our, our partnerships with these other entities, whether it be at the federal and or, or state and local level, you know, helps us you know further these interdictions at the border to the you know the next step. So you know CBP and CBP officers primarily, you know, we're at their you know airports and seaports, and we're the the interdictors. You know, so but by partnering with you know in this case uh, you know our other DHS partner, primarily uh, you know uh, HSI. And then the DEA and others, you know, we can further, you know, what we find at the border and try to take it, like you said, to that ultimate conclusion where, you know, uh, further arrests are being made to, uh, you know, you stop, you know, this, uh, you know, illegal activity at its source. It was very successful, and, uh, you know, um, you know, the types of things that we are finding, you know, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, the, the potential to, you know, pose significant harm to the public, you know, such as, uh, you know, suspected fentanyl, you know, counterfeit products such as Rolex watches, pharmaceuticals such as, you know, Xanax, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, high-tech electronic, you know, uh, equipment, cell phones, and even, you know, counterfeit. You know, uh, airbags that can do uh, you know serious harm to people. So, you know, um, you know, we're very proud of the work that uh, our CBP officers, agriculture specialists, and our partners at HSI and you know, all the you know other you know agencies are doing because it, it truly um, is making a difference for you know the American people and and the public by taking these dangerous goods and you know uh, you know you know things out of uh, you know the flow of commerce. Let me just actually follow up on that real quickly. I think I think people listening to this will have a very clear understanding of why the health and safety issues are, are, are serious, but why should the average American consumer care if fake Rolexes are getting into the country or not? And why is that a, an important CBP mission to stop that? Well, I mean, it's important for, for a couple of reasons. You know, one, you know, is that these companies invest tremendous amount of uh, intellectual capital and uh, your resources into developing, you know, these high quality products. 
and uh, you know, so you know, these knockoffs, you know, really impact the you know, uh, you know, the, you know, the businesses, you know, economically, which in turn, you know, has a, a p- the potential to negatively impact the U.S. economy. Um, the other you know, part of this is these knockoff products oftentimes are used to uh, the proceeds are used to facilitate you know other illegal activity. You know, could be from you know from terrorism to narcotics trafficking to you know other forms of criminality. So by taking these things off the streets, by preventing the you know people from getting them, we're ensuring that you know the highest quality products and the legitimate products are being you know provided to you know uh, consumers, and at the same time keeping you know these dangerous you know things out of uh, you know potentially the hands of uh, you know people. That's Christopher Perry, the director of field operations at U.S. Customs and Border Protection. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com/federal. You can also subscribe to The Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online.